In this conversation, Coach and I talked to Davin Harp and Drew Eatonson. At one time, Davin held Tell City's 100 Butterfly and 50 Freestyle Records. In 2016, Davin was recognized as the Indiana State Principal of the Year, and in 2017, he was recognized as the National Distinguished Principal. Drew broke Davin's 100 Butterfly record in 2018 and unfortunately got the last half of his senior season year cut short, including a track season where he was poised to win the 100 and the 400 in conference. It's eerie how similar Davin and Drew's high school athletic careers are, especially when you consider Drew not only swam the same events as Davin, but also ran the same track events as him. Enjoy the conversation. All right, Drew, are you still there? Yep. Davin, you there? Yeah, hey, Drew, uh, nice to meet you on the phone there. Nice to meet you, too. How's it going? Hey, uh, it's going great. I am uh, looking forward to getting ready to uh, talk with you a little bit. So am I. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this. I think it'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely want to touch on that. And I think I texted you guys um, a lot to unpack. Um, I think I want to talk about, you know, what, what we're going through, you know, dabbing you with the whole school situation, um, being a principal, how that's going for you. And then uh, obviously I'd like to talk to Drew about um, not only, you know, swimming, but also track and uh, his season being canceled. So we'll get into that. I don't know if Coach is going to have a lot to say, but, you know, I definitely want to um, have you and Coach – you know, maybe have some words, Davin. So, um, great. So what I'll so what I'll do is I'll bring Coach on, and then um, you know, just make sure I've got everybody on the line, and um, and then I'll probably just open it up for some small talk between you and Coach Davin. You know, you can just you know ask him how things have been going or whatever, and and uh, awesome. And then we'll 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 go from there. Um, Sounds good. All right, let me uh, call Coach. All right, Coach, you there? Yep. All right. Davin, I still got you? Yeah, I'm there. And Drew? Yep, I'm here. All right. So happy to have you guys on. It's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of unique, a different angle that um, that we're taking here. But, uh, Coach, got Davin on the line. I know it's probably been a while since <laughs> you guys talked. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Hey coach, I'm I'm just so happy to hear from you. Um I've heard nearly every podcast so far and, and just what a what a great opportunity, uh not only for you and and um your kids, but you know, for folks like me too to to hear you and um I'm just I'm so thankful to be able to hear you. So um thanks for doing these. Well, thank you, man. that's nice. You know, when uh <clears throat> Louie asked me, uh you know, if I'd be interested in, in doing this, I said, you know, this is an honest question. Does coach still remember me? <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he told me that. And I can't believe you said that. Of course I, you know, I remember you for heaven's sakes well, and, you know, and your think... family. And, you know, yeah, I just, yeah, it just kind of comes back. It's been a while, but you know, it just kind of comes flooding back. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that's uh, another thing that is so special about you. I mean, you were, uh, coaching there for a lot of years and, you know, you still remember all of us. Um, you, you know, for me, it's been 25 years and, uh, mm-hmm. still remember us and our, and our families and things like that. And, and so I think that's, uh, one of the things that, that made you so special. And, you know, I think the kids, um, up around here where I'm at in the suburbs with the large schools, things like that, they don't get this kind of, uh, you know, just, just great blessing. Um, I don't. I don't know that it would be reasonable to think that their coaches would remember all of them. There's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we also have Drew on the other line. Um, Drew, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. People, just to give people a little background. Drew, you were. Um, you. Uh, I don't know. How, did you swim age group? Did you go swimming age group? Oh, I believe yeah. you did. Yeah, since about. Third or fourth grade, I swam age group all the way up to junior high, and did junior high and all four years of high school. Yeah, and for people who are listening, I'm, I'm sure everyone that knows this that you broke Gavin's record. Was it last year or was it the year sophomore? Uh, year? No, it was my sophomore year. I broke it. Yeah, 
Then yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't re break it my junior year, but my senior year I did. Okay. All right. And good. And then I know that um you also run track as well, so um uh, your season just recently got canceled, so that's why we have you on. I'd like to touch base on that, and then, you know, I'd like to uh, talk to Davin uh, about, um, you know, he's a – Davin, you're a principal at an elementary school? Yeah, so right now I'm a uh, principal at a middle school in Center Grove. Oh, okay. Okay, Center Grove. And I believe I saw you on Facebook. Did you get, like, principal of the year um, a few years ago? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, in 2016, I was, uh, the Indiana State Principal of the Year, and then in, uh, 2017, I got spoiled for a few days in Washington, D.C., and was, uh, recognized as a National Distinguished Principal, so you would have to bring that up, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I think it's awesome. Great. I see, uh, yeah, I see all kinds of Tell City people, I mean, really successful uh, not just past members, but I mean, just you know, tons of Tell City folk out doing great stuff, and uh, I think it's awesome. But uh, we'll want to gloat on you a little bit on that too, you know. And I, uh, I see your kids on Facebook; they're golfing. My kids golf. I think I reached out to you on how best way to uh, get them involved, and and you gave me some pro tips on that. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lou, I appreciate that. I if you uh, knew my handicap, you wouldn't appreciate those uh, pro tips. So I was the highest I was the highest money earner in my uh men's league this year and it's because I had the highest handicap. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I'm horrible at golf. I'm 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 horrible. So my uh my twelve year old often beats me and uh I I'm fine with that though. Um all right, so Davin, I'll just kinda lay out your swimming background, which is really all I know of you. Um, I pulled up the top 10 list, and um, you're on there twice. You, uh, Like I said earlier, you had the 100 fly record probably for, I don't know, Drew, how long did you have it? Do you know? Oh, it was up there. It's been up there for quite a while. 20 years. I know. When did you graduate, Davin? Yeah, so um, I graduated in 1995, and the interesting thing is uh, I actually broke the fly record in 1994, and uh, on the swim that I broke the record, I actually felt this tremendous pop in my shoulder um, within the last two strokes of the race. And quite honestly, my shoulder was never the same again. So I never broke that record again my senior year. Um, and I, I don't know what the top 10 list says there, but at one time I also had the uh, 50 freestyle uh, record. Uh, I think Billy Cody had, had broken it in 94 and then I broke his record in 95. Yep, I got you on there. You're you're currently sitting, I guess, second in the house life when Drew broke it and then uh, you're third in the 53. Yeah, I was just glad my uh, shoulder would still work my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's some tough luck there. Um, so, Gavin, that's all I that's all I really got on you right now. Do you mind kind of maybe introducing yourself? Sure, yeah. So, uh, nine, 1995 graduate of Tell City High School. Currently live in Greenwood, uh, Indiana, with my wife Betsy. We have three kids. Uh, Wyatt is a sixth grader. Uh, Charlotte, we call her Charlie. She's a fifth grader, and Maggie is a first grader. So, I'm just uh, staying oh, wow. as busy as you are, Lou, with the family and. Mm. Um, I swam age group one year when I was eight years old, and um, and then coach did a really nice job persuading me to swim again when I got to high school, just like he did uh, some of these other guys you talked to, and I swam four years of high school. Yeah, but you you weren't just a swimmer; you also um, played some football and ran track as well, right? Yeah, you know, um, I actually, that's one of the other things that was so neat about growing up in, in Tell City. You know, I look back at it, and all in all, I got 11 varsity letters and one reserve letter. And I can't imagine a kid in the suburbs up here having an opportunity to play so much in three different sports. So um, I was a football player and, and then swam and, and uh, ran track. And so just... 
very lucky to have those experiences. You know, in Tell City at the time, uh, playing football meant that you never left the field. You played every single special team. You played offense, defense, and so forth. So up here, you know, we have 150 guys make the team, and every guy's specialized in a uh, specific position. And I, I think that's neat, but uh, I certainly feel lucky, you, you know, having the experience that we all had in Tell City. Yeah. What did you play in football? Were you uh, you ran the 100 meters in track? So you, were you like a running back? Yeah, I was the uh, I was a tailback, and then on the defensive side, I was I was a cornerback. So just running the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Drew, you also uh, run track. I mean, you played um, soccer this past year as well, right? I think you got like the school record in the most goals. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I might. I definitely had the most. We had the first winning season since the start of the program, which is definitely an accomplishment. But sure. And what I also played what did you golf for one year. Oh, what? did you? But, um, do you still get out on the golf uh, golf course at all? Occasionally. Yeah. It was hard to play uh, golf and track at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So what did you run? What do you run in track? Um, the one hundred, the two hundred, and the four hundred. <clears throat> then both the relays. Yeah. What's your time in the hundred? I want to compare notes here with you and Davin. I think it's kind of odd. You guys like almost take the same route. So, um, I want to say it's somewhere low eleven. Okay. Davin, do you know? Do you remember what you ran? Yeah, that's that's kind of a uh, interesting story there. You know, when I ran the hundred um, and the. Uh, day that I first broke the record, I um, actually ran it in 1088, um, but I had a, a, a nice tailwind going. And at that time, uh, Joe Hartz was the sprinter's coach, and he was the um, he was the guy that was timing uh, me in my lane. And he told me immediately, he said, this is 1088, that's a great time, but it's wind-aided. And so in, in track, um, there's something called a wind-aided time. So if, if the wind's at your back, they'll take they'll add a, a little bit of time to that. So I think um, ultimately they ended up uh, making it like 11.01 or something like that. The neat thing was uh, that uh, you know uh, Drew and I kind of sound like the same person. You know I ran the 100, 200, four by 100 relay and was a long jumper. Yeah, I did okay. long jump for a year in there too. Yeah, I kind of find that I, that's uh I don't know, it's not I guess it's funny. It's it's kind of unique that you guys are kind of follow the same trajectory. Uh, that's pretty cool. I know that David <laughs> I sent that picture of uh when I told when I tried talking to you to come on here, um you sent me a picture and you're like, "Hey, I want you to, I want through to know who he's talking to, you know, before we come on." So, the picture of Paul Cole and ripping a shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's a drip. I got a good kick out of this for sure. <laughs> I sent it to Coach too. He laughed. Or did, no, I didn't send it to you. I told you. Coach. No, you didn't send it. You just told me about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so that's how you remember me, Coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, I don't. Did you listen to the uh, the podcast with Abby on it? I've not heard it yet. <laughs> well, well, they're towards the end. I'm talking, <laughs> Coach Wolf, and they're towards the end. I'm um, telling her that we're going to have you and uh, Drew on with uh, me and Coach. And she's like, oh, I met David. Uh, I guess one of her kids was uh, went to went to your school, and uh, she was in the office. And and uh, they were talking to her and said that you were the principal. And she's like, wait, the Davin Harp? <laughs> and she's like, we all had the biggest crush on David when he was uh, swimming. And then uh, she said you came out and you're like, <laughs> you're, you're bald, you're bald and you're uh, not as muscular as you were when you were, when you were in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That all, that happens to all of us. Yeah. I remember uh, Abby and, you know, she's got a great family and another person. I'm, I'm sure coach, you're really proud of her as well. Uh, had, yeah. uh, 
for kids at school in Brownsburg. Yeah, it sounds a real good track runner. The one that's in high school, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. No, her son is a 400-meter runner. Right? She's 400-meter runner, second. yeah. Yeah. She's ranked like yeah, second in the state like right that. now. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Holland, and he said that uh, his friend is a coach at Brownsburg, and he said that uh, he, Abby's son, Hayden is his name, is, uh, is a stud. So it's pretty cool. Coach. Let's talk about yeah. uh, let's talk about Davin a little bit. Um, so he's Davin said he swam a little bit of age group, but uh, did you did you stop swimming at a certain point, Davin? Yeah, um, I I think I I swam my when I was eight and uh, it really enjoyed that time. I mean, listening to uh, Beth Godfab and and all the folks before me talk <laughs> about the experience of age group swimming and spending a whole day together, you know, kind of as a family, uh, you know, that's, that's something I remember. I, I remember running around there with old uh, Terry Kramer and Calvin Cash and just having a good time uh, on Saturdays. Uh, yeah. But after that, I, you know, I took a, took a break, uh, didn't, didn't swim again until high school. And then uh coach, you remember, you remember Davin as a young swimmer or, or anything. Well, I, I tell you what, I remember. I, I remember his parents more, you know, because uh, uh, helping out with swimming meets and stuff like that. I don't really recall, you know, exactly exactly that. I, you know, it wasn't until high school that I, you know, really got to got to know him and everything. But, you know, it is amazing the 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 um, um, similarity between the two, you know, Davin and Drew. Uh, it, it, it's amazing, you know. You know, both parents fantastic uh, for both kids and. And um, you know, and then, and then going along on the, uh, the the same trajectory basically as far as the three sports, you know, and it goes back and it just lets lets you know how important those kids are to a program. You know, we all our success that we had, like I said, you know, we had several all year round swimmers, but we had you know some kids that that weren't year round swimmers, and and these guys qualified as that, but they took it one level further. I mean, you know, they were outstanding swimmers in their day and and uh um you know it just uh it's just amazing the similarity between the two of them but uh davin as far as the um uh bald head just wait till you uh, wait till you have grandchildren <laughs> My, i've got two i got two grandsons and one's 13 and one's 10 and and uh and tammy just got, came over the other day and got a box out, and we had a bunch of pictures, and uh, all of them I have hair, and my grandsons just go bonkers. That's not you, Grandpa. <laughs> There's no way that's you, Grandpa. You never had that much hair. <laughs> so, it's going it's to sting you. <laughs> it, 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 it's funny their reaction. You know, I mean, Tammy and the boys, they, they you know, they, they, they didn't care less, couldn't care less, but. But uh, but those boys every time they see a picture like that, and golly, Grandpa, you were skinny and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's so funny. You know, uh, I can picture you know Zach's kids and Tammy's kids and, and Brett's kids doing that. I would tell you, uh, I became a school principal at the age of 26, and when I was 25, I had a full head of hair. By the time I reached my 27th birthday, that's when I started to go bald. So, <laughs> job that's related, funny. right? <laughs> we'll call it that. I, yeah, yeah I there you grandpa, go. I think my grandpa yeah, well, Mark had a bald hair too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many girls do you have, Dad? You got two girls and a son. Yeah, yeah I got uh, two two girls, one boy. Okay. That's probably more the reason. The gr- <laughs> yeah. You know, I I just uh, I I couldn't imagine you know when I was younger being a dad of, of a couple girls, but I'll tell you what I love it so much. Um, I just I tell you what I love watching girls sports, watching my daughters play in girls sports. Um, you know, when I'm at the middle school and I'm supervising sporting events and things like that, I really get in to those uh, girls basketball games and things like that. It's just it's so exciting, and, and you know that's one of the things I kind of regret when I was in high school. I wish I 
would have uh, been able to see uh, more of my classmates in, in some of their basketball games, things like that. I, you know, always got to watch the boys' basketball and football. Well, I was playing football, but, you know, things like that. But I I, I couldn't catch uh, too many girls' basketball games or volleyball games, things like that. And so as a, as a dad um, of two girls, I know how important that is uh, to support our girls and things like that. So, um, oh, it's it's been a tremendous blessing. Do any of them swim? No, you know, it's interesting how um, things work out. So none of them are interested in swimming. Um, I was throwing a football with my son, Wyatt, uh, one day when he was really young, maybe five, and I was trying to get him into football because, you know, I I really loved football as a kid. And and, uh, we literally probably passed the ball back and forth four times. And he goes, Dan, Oh, can can we try a sport that's not so rough and and, and maybe we can try a sport that's just a little bit more peaceful. <laughs> so that's so that's how we got into golf. Um, so all three of my kids love golf, and um, you know uh, Maggie, my little girl, um, loves basketball. She's crazy about basketball and. Uh, Betsy and I, neither one know anything about basketball. So, you know, we just go with the kind of parents that sit there in the stands and just smile and give a thumbs up and just cheer and uh, support our kids however we can. Uh, I'm with you there 100% because, like, my oldest son has no desire in doing anything that I did that I enjoy doing. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to run. He doesn't want to swim. He doesn't want to play baseball. You know, he wants to play golf. He wants to dive. And I'm like, <laughs> the stuff I know nothing about. So I just, you know, like you said, just try to support him. Uh, one funny story is since, you know, we've gone in, into quarantine, we we live in a cul-de-sac. So at night after dinner, we'll go outside. And, and uh, for whatever reason, they wanted to start throwing football. Now my kids, like my two boys, they – I've never – I feel like I failed as a father because, like, they didn't know how to throw a football. So, so they're out there, and I took a video of it. It's kind of comical because they're they're throwing ducks, you know, football at each other, but it's not a spiral. And then when they go to catch it, they're like <laughs> – they don't even know how to catch a football, you know. They're, like, knocking it down, and I'm just, like, thinking to myself, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, so we've been practicing – throwing and catching a football this past week, which is, uh, they've gotten a lot better. The progress is, has gotten a lot better, but, uh, <laughs> but they, like you said, Davin, there, you just go with the flow and you try to support them where you can. And, and I know coaches, coaches had that experience with, uh, Zach and, and Brett as well. So. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, just keep the spirit of playing and having fun. I think that's an important thing, which, uh, sometimes is lost these days. Yeah, for sure. Drew, it's been a while since we heard from you, but I was talking to your mom probably this past summer, and uh, you haven't always been interested in swimming, right? Like you, there was a there was a moment in time where you where you debated whether to, to uh, yeah. swim. I guess I got burnt out on it for a little while there. Then I decided to come back out. Like I wasn't doing a age group or anything for the since probably I started junior high. But high school, it really got to me, but I decided to stick it out, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did, too. I don't. Yeah, I know you probably haven't listened to any of these podcasts, but... Uh, oh, I've listened we to had, you. Oh, have you? So we had uh, Coach Dave Goffney on, and, and uh, one of my past cross-country coaches, and he was like, you know, if you could just take a kid and take him 15 years into the future and just be like, you know... <laughs> This is what you're gonna get out of it. This is these are these are the experiences that you're gonna that you're gonna get and this is how it's gonna pay off in the future. And I I like how he said that and I like how he phrased it because I think it's I think it's so true. But uh Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what are you doing right now with uh being out of school? Well I've been helping my dad out with some things around the house. That's about it. Keeping me occupied. It's been boring, that's for sure. Yeah. It's different. Like what kind of things have you been, like, helping out with your dad? Uh, well, we just started building an outdoor kitchen, so that's what I've been working on for the past two weeks. Definitely okay. keeps my mind off 
all this crazy stuff going on. Yeah. How do you feel about, you know, missing your um, last half of your senior year? It's got to be rough, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there's a lot of things that come, like, the last nine weeks of your senior year, like a bunch of things that come along with it. But definitely, I don't know, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah. Not being able to run track. I mean, how's that? How's that? Uh, how you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 gonna be pretty. Cause you're, I yeah. mean, you're, were you looking at breaking a breaking a few high school records this year? I'll I'll know. I was gonna go for maybe the four hundred or something, but I was definitely for uh, our conference. I was ranked uh, number one or two for this year, so I was sort of excited for that for the one and two. But don't get to try that anymore, so. Definitely, I was definitely excited for this season. We had some, we had definitely a chance to break our four by four record. But, yeah. I don't know, Davin. You got any, got any words of wisdom? I know that you had some rough, rough spells as a senior, right? Oh, in track, yeah, um, yeah. You know, when I was uh, in in track, um, <clears throat> I had torn my hamstring in uh sectionals and um y- you know my time was was uh pretty fast in the 100 and um wasn't able to move forward in regionals um and i remember that year uh watching the state meet and my time would have been in the fastest peak uh in the state uh championship meet so you know that that was kind of a bummer but you know i would tell you uh drew um Number one, I'm very, very proud of you. Um, I've been following you. Uh, some folks have, have told me a little bit about you, and, and uh, I just, I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm proud of you, and um, I am, I'm so happy for your success um, in swimming, and, and all of your other accomplishments as well. You know, and uh, really, all I could just tell you is, is um, I am just genuinely sorry. Um, that you and, and the other seniors are going through this. Yeah. You know, I've been uh, I've been reading a lot of Brene Brown's books, and um, she has a lot of great uh, advice on there. But one of the things she she does is she reminds us as uh, humans, well, what we want to do is is, is we want to cheer you up. Uh, we want to cheer you up by saying things like at least statements, right? So you might hear some of us say, well, at least you had some of your senior year, right? Or at least you have some of these accomplishments. But we might uh, try to cheer you up by, you know, giving you a, a silver lining. Oh, but, you know, you're, you're going to love your next step. You're going to love your college, your career, and it's going to be great, and uh, things are going to get better. Uh, honestly, the, the truth is, is that just that we all just feel genuine empathy uh, for you and and we wish we could do more. Um, I know, I know educators, um, you know, we, all, all of us educators all over the world, all, all over the world really are trying to figure out how, how can we still provide special experiences to our students? Um, you know, so I, I think we just need to stay tuned in, in the coming weeks or even months and, you know, see what that looks like, see if something comes out of that. Um, but, uh, definitely, genuine and just telling you uh how proud i am of you and and how sorry i am uh for your experience at the same time thanks that means a lot to me it really does it, it does suck that basically the second half of my senior year got ripped away from me but a lot going on right now in the world yeah and i'll tell you um i don't know if you are you guys hearing these text messages that are coming in on my phone? <laughs> no. 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 Okay, good. Good. I'm using my uh, AirPods right now, so um, I'm just continuing to get text messages and, and things like that. But, you know, I think that's what we're trying to do as, as uh, school principals is, you know, we continue to try to um, bring out a, a sense of community out there to connect with as many people as we can and it's important um you know we're social distancing um but at the same time there's opportunities for us to uh 
you know, continue to stay connected and, and uh, help each other out and, and find the good in, in what we're going through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty rough. I'm getting pretty antsy just sitting around the house here lately. It's been, <laughs> it's been hard. Of course, our kids, they start uh, distance learning on um, Monday. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Of course, I, we started some, uh, I started some teach, math teaching, uh, our kids this, this past week because I couldn't take it anymore. So we've done uh, some review. Um, and Davin, I used to teach, uh, eighth grade math in Tell City for a couple of years. I, that'd be a pretty, uh, pretty neat experience. Uh, you know, I, I did my student teaching at St. Paul Elementary and I remember the first time I <clears throat> went into the teaching lounge, uh, during lunchtime. Uh, first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, my teachers are real people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Junior high is a weird age, man. I uh, I really enjoyed teaching, and I I loved coaching. But eighth graders were the unique age. I don't know, Davin, if you, if, I'm sure you have tons of experience with this, but like they're at that age where they want to hold a conversation, but they can't quite, um, they can't quite. I guess I don't know. All the conversations are are kind of. They're not very deep. <laughs> is what you I guess you would understand from an eighth grader, but it, it's a unique age. You know, I I love the middle school age. I you know, middle school um, kind of gets a reputation that that the kids really do not earn. You know, I think about you know I have to continue to think about myself as a middle school student, and um, you know a lot of these kids are going through um, such big changes, and well, you know what they're really looking for is you know, uh, confidence and do I fit in and am I really enough and things like that. So, you know, I try to um, learn every one of them's names and learn a little bit something about them, interact with them. Um, when, you, when you're when you saying hello to them and, you know, they give you a kind of a different look or don't, uh, you know, respond to you at all or anything like that, what I keep telling myself is they need this. They need this. They need an adult, um, they need as many adults as possible to, you know, say good morning to them, hello, make them feel good about themselves. And so regardless of what um, their response is to me, I always just keep that in mind. And and so, um, no, I, I love uh, the blessing of being able to be one of those people for them. Yeah. They're so gullible, too. <laughs> I, can, I can tell them anything <laughs> and they'll believe me. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Did Drew uh, believe that that was me in that picture? <laughs> uh, I think Drew knows who Hulk Hogan oh, is. Oh, right? I, I know who Hulk Hogan is. Yes. <laughs> so something happens in high school where they're not gullible anymore. So that's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Davin, who were some of your um, who were some of your favorite uh, teachers, coaches, um, in high school? Um, I will um, forever be grateful to Marty Brewer, who uh, was a uh, middle school language arts teacher. And, you know, I, I love to write and things like that. And um, she just did such a great job uh, teaching us, um, you know, grammatically and, and uh, writing-wise as well. And, man, I, I used to love Eric, Wil- Eric and Clara Wilcher's dad. Uh, Mr. Wilcher, uh, what a great guy. Um, just so enjoyed his classes and he was so funny and, um, you know, again, learned a lot from him as well. I mean, I could, I could name and keep naming and naming and naming, um, just wonderful teachers, um, at Tell City. I, I just, I'm so proud of, of Tell City schools. Um, you know, kind of envious a little bit that I'm not part of, Tell City Schools right now, when I look every year at the performance of all the schools around, um, you know, we have a lot of resources up here around Indianapolis that, that Tell City Schools does not, but every year, um, you know, Tell City's in the top 25, and I think it's uh, because of, you know, people like Coach Page who uh, truly love the kids that they're teaching, and, and uh, they just work hard and, and make sure that we're prepared. 
I felt really prepared for college. Davin, did you feel the same way? And I know we could probably relate this to Drew since he's, you know, um, not only did I feel prepared for college, I was surprised at how many other people in college that were coming from other places, um, you know, couldn't form sentences the way that I knew uh, Tell City graduates were forming sentences, you know, in the papers and things like that. I, I mean, really, I mean, the teachers that uh, – in Tell City should be really, really proud of what they do. Drew, what are you, what are you, what are your plans after you know next fall? What's your plan? Um, I haven't made a decision on a college or anything, but I'm planning on studying for like construction management. Going into the family business. Yep, that's the plan. Yeah. Do you want to stay in Tell City? Yeah, I think Tell City is a great place. I love it here. Awesome. That's good to hear. Great place to raise a family too. I feel like. No, you always hear that. Um, I wish we could have stayed. That's uh, and raised the family there. I know that. Uh, I know that my kids still have a lot of friends that are, um, that are still there, and they play Xbox with them here lately. <laughs> good Xbox yeah. heavy. Now, who is uh, Drew? Let's uh, let's kind of reflect on your high school career now. That's. Um, I mean, I know that you're. Uh, probably going to do some e-learning here pretty shortly right or are you already started oh, yeah we've already started we started last week all right it's, it's um, definitely different than classroom learning yeah i can't imagine um who are some of your favorite teachers uh right now oh right now my senior year i love mr hall mr hall is a great teacher i don't know if he he's there whenever you were teaching or anything yeah dan dan hall yeah, Dan Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mr. Lyons, too. He's definitely prepared me for college and everything. Are you in calculus, man? No, I skipped calculus this year. I did pre-calc last year, though. Okay. No, Mr. Funny Story with Mr. Lyons, he was, um, he was my sixth grade teacher, math teacher, and uh, he's the one who... Uh, Suggested I move up to advanced uh, the advanced uh, math level, and I kind of giggled when he when he told me that he wanted to put me in advanced math in seventh grade, and he got mad at me. <laughs> he was like, "Well, if you if you think it's funny, I'll just give it to somebody else." And I was like, "No, no, no! It's like I no one in school's ever, you know, I up until that point, like I I hadn't really done anything in in school, and I wasn't really I didn't really feel like I was good at anything. So he was like the first teacher that." actually took some consideration into me and kind of why I became a, why I went to college and went the math route and kind of became a math teacher. So, um, so yeah, I know Mr. Lyons well, but, uh, but anyways, any other teachers, coaches? Um, my favorite coach right now is probably, uh, coach Hart. Um, he's, uh, like uh, Davin said, it's uh, that coach's son who coaches us now, and he's just – he's a great guy. Yeah, he's definitely helped me out throughout the years, gave me advice on things, life. Yeah, Davin, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, Joe Hart's his son is, is now the track coach. Oh, that's that's really neat. No, I didn't know – did not know that. Yeah, Um Zach, he owns a, uh, uh, a business logos, and he uh, he doesn't teach. He he owns his own business, kind of like Joe did um, uh, back in the day as well. But yeah, it's a family affair, I guess. And I don't know how Joe's doing. Um, I know uh, he, had, he still helps with uh, hurdles and stuff at track. Okay. Hurdles. So he's still helping out. Oh, awesome! Awesome, Coach. Um, Davin gave gave Drew some advice. Any advice you'd like to like to give? <laughs> I don't know how much an old man like me can give him, but I I, I hope he uh, you know I hope he realizes and uh, you know I, I feel terrible for him as well and all the seniors that are you know that that uh, aren't getting the second half of their year. But you know the one thing they can't take away from you, Drew, and that's the things that you've achieved. And uh, you know I mean all of us old timers we sit and and look back on things and that's one thing that we that we most of the time will remember 
finally is what we did achieve and and not what didn't happen and what could have happened and you know that can happen that can happen in in any part of your life you know you may get a you know well I, did I have an opportunity to get this job do I have an opportunity to get that job but the things that you've achieved you know I'm I'm as, as proud of you and unfortunately I did have uh you know a little bit of time to get to work with you when I was uh was still in Tel City and and came in and took over for Mike there that two or three months and uh really yeah. enjoyed that but I'm you know I'm extremely proud of what you've done and you know I love your family and and uh but like I say uh uh and I and I and I and I really trust and believe that they'll do something for you guys to uh you know for you to remember uh you know what could have been and what you know what what should have been for you uh so hopefully when it's all said and done you know that that kind of thing will get kind of lost but again just re- remember the things that you have attained and and that you did do because nobody can take that away from you and um you got you're going to be fine you know you're going to you're going to go on and and live your life you're going to have your family you're going to do your thing and um like i say i i don't know what what it means coming from an old man but um you know just kind of keep that in mind i, I think that uh, you know i think you'll see that later on in your life thank you coach Coach, any advice coming from you means a lot, so <laughs> it does. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but uh, you know, I, you know, you guys are it, it's just it's just every time I'm on this phone and and you know we'll we'll never talk to all the all the kids that swam and, and <clears throat> went to school and I had you know I had any I, I certainly didn't have any any uh, part in in preparing them for uh, for college, but they certainly. You know, uh, we we certainly had some fantastic teachers, and I felt like my kids were the same way. They were as prepared as they could possibly be when they went on. But uh, uh, anyway, but I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it makes me feel really good that you guys feel that way. Um, Gavin, um, I was just thinking about this. Were you on? Were you on the sectional championship team in 1995? Did they win sectional 95? Yeah. So, so were you on that team then? Yes. Yeah, that was my senior year. Okay. Yeah. There were some pictures being there were some pictures floating out there, Coach, that Tammy found. I don't know if uh if that was from ninety five or ninety six, but they were shaving your mustache. Yeah, I don't remember what year it was. <laughs> yeah, I fell into that one. <laughs> but that was okay. It was time for that to go anyway. <laughs> The old iconic mustache. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, Davin, they were pretty deep in the thousand fly over Christmas when you uh, when uh, uh, when you were there. Did you? So, what was your strategy on the thousand fly? Would you just go out and swim it, or what? Yeah, you know, um, one of the things I remember about our practices is, uh, you know, during my uh, junior and senior years uh coach was trying out a a new drink called exceed and he would put that in the uh in the water bottles he'd put out for us and so uh, you know i think i remember uh you know i swim uh you know 100 fly stop drink some exceed swim another 100 drink some exceed so um <laughs> you, you know a l- little bit of you know juice a, a sweet juice to drink between their uh really helped out. I don't know if coach remembers getting us the what was called exceed. I don't remember that. I, I really uh, don't. It, it was just something, you know, water you're swimming in like water. Like Gatorade and stuff water. like that? Yeah, it was like a real fruity taste. It was citrus. Um huh. and uh you know when you're swimming in water and drinking in water it's not as uh, appealing as, <laughs> as uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> well, now when I go to the pool, I uh, I drink coffee while I'm swimming. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's my yeah, my preferred drink. I'll tell you, when I was in college, I, I I never was that thirsty during practice, but after practice, I was it was awful. I couldn't get enough, and and we'd go over to the uh, dining center after practice and uh, for for dinner, and. Uh, we just go through the line and, and put about 12 drinks on our <laughs> uh, on our tray and go out and sit down at the table and just do nothing but sit there and drink those drinks. 
and then go back and get food. <laughs> it took us about an hour and a half to eat at night. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I yeah, I know what you mean. Coach, I remember some of my football buddies uh, drinking water during practice, and it was their excuse to hang on those lane lines when you weren't looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we met you that when you mentioned uh, Calvin Cash earlier, and uh, I brought him. I brought him up not too long ago. Of course, he swam the hundred back, but. I was telling Coach, he always made me so angry because it would be like he'd be sandbagging the whole year and then section will come around he'd drop like freaking five or six seconds in the hundred, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some talent, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah he loved the taper. Me. He, he loved the taper. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fun guy. He's uh, he's a neat guy. I like to watch him on Facebook too. He, uh, interesting thing, I, I live up here and in the suburbs and in Greenwood and you know they they say uh you know the the old song you can take me out of the country but you can't take the country out of me and so yeah. I have a uh my dog is is a redbone coonhound and it might be the only redbone coonhound around Indy but man she gets out here and howls and sings uh in the neighborhoods and we're always worried about what our neighborhood neighbors uh feel about us but you know I look <laughs> on Facebook and uh, Calvin has a, a blue tick hound, and he's uh, he, he's really good at hunting uh, raccoons and things. So I really enjoy that, and he spends a lot of time with his kids. So be neat wow. to hear from him sometime. Yeah, maybe I'll get him on here. We can talk <laughs> talk about his taper. <laughs> but uh, he he played football as well, right, Davin? Like you guys were teammates in football, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he did. I I believe. Louis, was he uh what a a year older than you? Uh no, he was a senior when I was a freshman, so a few years older. So you graduated right before I got to high school and uh and our my freshman year we won sectionals, so we went back to back sectionals. And I just remember there being there there were like three or four football players on that team. So um um well what else can we get into? I know I didn't ask you the questions, Davin, so maybe I could ask just run into some of those real quick. So I'll ask sure. ask you a question and we'll uh we'll turn it over to Drew and he can ask, he can answer the questions too, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. So first question. Um what do you or did you enjoy most about swimming? Yeah, so Louie, I was a really quiet kid. Um and <laughs> so when I was when I was eight, uh my mom was always worried about me uh making enough friends and things like that. So she actually put me into swimming because she wanted me to make friends and so I always thought about that. I, I thought, well that's a perfect sport for me because all I need to do is put my head in the water and think to myself. Um I'm not sure it was a great sport. I wasn't sure at first it was great sport to make friends but obviously um you know the fact 25 years later and I'm, I'm telling stories about old swim teammates and things like that um it was it was great great uh sport uh to make friends and um I think coach Page had a ton to do with that creating the family environment that he did um and so you know I think back to you know folks that have already talked uh Beth Carlson Molly Cleaving, uh, these folks, uh, again, they probably don't know me, but I knew them. And, uh, I always looked up to them when I was eight and, you know, observed how they carried themselves on the deck and, and things like that and tried to learn, um, from, from their leadership. So, um, I think, I think that's been something I've really, uh, enjoyed. And so, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert still. I'm in an extroverted job, but I truly am an, an introvert. So, I don't mind uh, sticking my uh, face in the water and just thinking my own thoughts for a while. Okay, so do you still get in the water today? You still swim? You know, uh, I was getting in the water a lot um, last year. You know, I kind of, it's off and on in spurts. Um, You know, the other thing is, is, you know, I'm almost 43, Lou, and the the worst thing about swimming is jumping in to, uh, at the first (laughs) time and being so cold. And I, yeah. I, I, yeah. man, I don't want to be cold. And, uh, coach, I don't know if you remember, <laughs> but, you know, that was kind of a, a ritual of mine was 
whenever I jumped <laughs> into the water for the first time, I always like would jump up and down and beat Sounds the water right. and splash, splash and everything. <laughs> so, you know, I figure um, folks around here don't need to see a public school principal throwing a fit at the LA Fitness <laughs> swimming pool. <laughs> they might they, they might understand Warwick's thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i hate cold water too i hate it but uh yeah <laughs> anyways um uh drew what about you uh what did you or uh, do you enjoy most about swimming well probably like well definitely the competitive nature of swim definitely like the bigger meets and that sectional when the comp- competition is just uh the most tough, I guess you would say. That's when I love swim the most. Well, I mean, you always showed up. I'm a, so. Yeah, I'm a very uh, competitive person in swim. Definitely probably one of the most competitive sports out there and hardest. Do you think you'll uh, continue, you know, swimming when this is all said and done? Definitely not like the college level or anything, but I think I'll swim to stay in shape and I've definitely gained some of my best friends from swim, though, like Davin said. Some of them graduated, and I still keep in touch with them. Graduated three years ago. I talk to them on a daily basis. Oh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. So This is this whole process of of contacting past swimmers has been really good for me, too, because there's a lot of of friends that I haven't talked to. Like, you know, we had Nick Sarp on. Uh, I haven't talked to him since high school, just reconnecting with him. And some other some other friends like Beth got that and, and whatnot. So, um, all right. So, um, this is I guess this second question would be more for Davin. Um, um, what what characteristic or trait that you got from growing up in a in a small town like Tel City do you think has helped you the most in your adult life? Yeah. So, um, you know, Louis, you've heard of that uh, grammatical term hyperbole, which basically means. Uh, an exaggeration using creative language. Um, yeah. When I got when I got to IU, uh, my fraternity brothers coined the term harp herbalies, harp herbalies. And uh, so, because <laughs> growing up in you know growing up in Tuff City, we uh, we had all kinds of very creative ways to say things. So, you know, we couldn't uh, we couldn't just say yes. We had to say something like you know, is a, is a frog's bottom water tight? Uh, you know, we couldn't just say thank you. We couldn't just say thank you to a compliment. Uh, we had to say things like, well, the sun even shines on a dog behind every now and then, you know, or, um, <laughs> you know, when we tell people we're busy, uh, we'd say we're as busy as a cat scratching litter on a hot tin roof. <laughs> you know, so just uh, the expressive ways that we like to say things. I'll always remember my um, grandma. I used to cut grass for her, and, and one day I went over to cut her grass, and she, and she I always remember her, she said, Devin, my lawnmower's gotten Republican on me. It just won't start. So, <laughs> uh, so I always enjoyed that, you know, and um, I guess I found out that, that hyperboles weren't very common in other people. I don't know uh, in, in other people's communities, but they were in mine. Um, but, you know, seriously, I, I think uh, I'd have to put it in terms of, you know, um, until city um, just – People that come from Tell City are just have pure grit and, and genuine humility. Um, you, you know, I think we all work so so hard. And as you said, Lou, there are so many people that graduate from Tell City that have, uh, you know, had tremendous success. You know, I think of Rory Kramer. Um, you know, has his own MTV show. And Clara Wilcher. I mean, she's had tremendous acting uh, success. I think it was. At one point, she was competing with Melissa McCarthy for a role in a show. And, um, you know, uh, you, man, Louie Anderson, a, a Navy SEAL. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance. <laughs> Listen, man, I didn't get a chance to tell you how, how proud I am of you. But seriously, I can't even watch a, a Navy SEAL movie without trying to figure out, well, which one's Lou? Um, but uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I just, uh, you know, just fantastic. So, you know, just hard work and, and uh, you know, folks from Tel City, I mean, I don't think we care, 
what your uh, background is, um, you, you know, who you are, things like that. We, we're going to be nice and, and uh, we're going to try to make a friend out of you. So, you know, it's, those are the things I'm really proud of there. You got me uh, grinning from end to ear to ear, Davin. Uh, thanks for the accolades. <laughs> but, uh, well, Lou, I, you uh, know, you always worked hard in swimming too. And, and you know, I'm, I, I wasn't even on the same swim team as you, but I knew who you were, and I always remember you working hard in age group, and so just always been very proud of you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, um, that was a good answer. Right? I like that. You know, I uh, I find myself when people talk to me, I uh, I always answer with a my first word will be well. <laughs> And my wife does the same thing. So I think people from the from uh from southern Indiana will always answer the question with uh with well, you know. Well, I don't know or something <laughs> along those lines. I so. I agree with that. I think the other one is uh I tell ya. <laughs> yeah. I say I tell ya <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> so I'll just move on to the um to the third question for Davin as well. Um you can go back to your if you go back to your sixteen to eighteen year old self, um, before all the for the buzz of kids and bills and and uh being a principal, um, what's one piece of advice? I guess we could say what's one piece of advice you give you'd give through other than what uh what you recommended earlier about uh um you know, missing a senior year. Yeah. Well, uh, uh Drew, I think one day uh you you'll kinda know how it feels, how difficult it is to kind of answer that question. Uh, but, Louie, I, I don't think this will take very long. I've prepared an 80-page manual here. Uh, do you have an un- unlimited <laughs> uh, data plan here or what? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got time. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, um, you know, I think it was Molly or Beth, um, uh, maybe who already said it, and, and uh, it's more of a, a Brene Brown kind of thought, which is, you know, I would just go back and, and remind myself, uh, you are enough. And, you know, I think, um, when you have a personality, um, and, and Drew, I, I, I would, I would assume that just like me, um, you are a very results oriented person. And, um, yeah. you know, you, you have your mind on something that you want to achieve and then you're going to, um, Put in that Tell City grit um, and and do everything you can uh, to to achieve that. And you know, I I guess I would just uh, say you know um, a lot of times we find ourselves in in that kind of never satisfied uh, mentality, and um, you, you know you just have to take pause along the way and celebrate your quick wins. Uh, you know, you need to. Understand that you know when your quest to accomplish something is over, that you have to accept that you know you did enough, regardless of the results, um, and just just embrace that. And um, there is a, a point um, throughout our lives where we need to make sure and remind ourselves that uh, we're, we're content, and um, you know, and, and we are enough. And so, you know, I, I wish I could tell that to myself. Um, Again, when I you know when I was in high school, so uh, Drew, hopefully that means something to you. But oh yeah, for sure it does. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah, I I would like to just compound on that. Like what you said is just uh, when you say put it in the grit. Like just I like to think of it as just like when things get hard or difficult, you know, just keep pushing. You know, I just I just try to keep pushing and just push through. So trying to teach that to my kids is is a little difficult. Of course, they're twelve and eleven, but uh, maybe one day they'll understand. <laughs> All right, I'll ask both of you guys this: uh, the last question, and I know it's it's the toughest question. Um, Gavin, what's your favorite Beatles song? <laughs> So, you know, um, interesting enough, when I think about uh, swimming in Tell City, I actually think of a Starship song uh, because every single time I was in that pool, I heard the song, We Built This City on Rock and Roll. Do you remember that, Coach? I remember that song, yeah. 
Oh, every time. It didn't matter when I was, I mean, it came on when I was eight and it came on when I was 17. <laughs> and every practice, uh, we built this city on rock and roll and I just could not stand that song. But, um, the Beatles, my, my favorite Beatles song is, is, uh, Here Comes the Sun. And, uh, it reminds me, reminds me of the B movie. Uh, my, my son Wyatt's a beekeeper. And so it just puts me in a good mood. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good song. Coach, you like that song? Oh, yeah. There's not a Beatles song you don't like, I'm sure. No, there's a few, but not many. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Davin's right, man. There's some songs I'll just, I'll hear that'll just like instantly put me back in the water uh, at that pool in Tell City. But, um, Drew, Drew, do you Drew, even know who the Beatles are? Yes, I do, and I've listened to the podcast, so I knew the question was coming. <laughs> Probably come together. Yes. Come together. Yeah, I was on my playlist. Good song. I played at Slim quite a bit. Awesome. Did uh, did Stacy ever? I don't know if she ever had like Fat Pool Friday or ever put Beatles on. Did she ever? Did she ever put no. Beatles on. One of us had to hook our phones up to the system and start playing. Oh, okay. But I, yeah. I had a playlist full of old rock and roll songs. Okay. Uh, I remember Coach would just turn on the radio and it'd be like uh, the oldie station, like, what was that oldie station, Coach? You remember, like, W? Yeah, I don't remember what station it was, but, yeah, we, we'd have the oldies on or else I had CDs, all the Beatles CDs. So, you know, we started out that pool, the pool, when I first came there, we had a record player in there, which was what uh, not a lot of places had. We had a record player, so the kids would bring in albums and all that kind of thing like that. And then we eventually put in a radio and then put in the, or maybe tapes or something. I don't remember exactly what, but we just moved ahead with the times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that's about all I got. Um, Davin, is there anything else you'd like to add? I just want to, you know, say again, Coach, I just appreciate uh, everything, not only that you've done for me, and but really done for um, all of us. And, you know, I think somebody already said, you know, when they think of the word coach, uh, you're the first person that comes to mind. And, and that's the same with me. Um, you know, I remember when I was a younger kid, I went to Disney World for the first time. And the only thing I wanted to do when I was at Disney World was uh, – by Coach Page, a pair of Mickey ears, and so um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember that, but I, I was so excited to return to uh, swimming practice with those Mickey ears, and I gave them to you, and, uh-huh. and uh, so now I, uh, you know, I, I've taken my kids um, to Disney several times. Uh, my wife works for uh, Department of Defense, so we get a nice discount, um, and. Uh, I just can't walk uh, on that park without uh, thinking of Coach Page and and looking around for the Mickey ears. Um, so, you know, I've thought about it several years of sending you a pair of Mickey ears and just to tell you I'm thinking <laughs> of you. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, a lot. Yeah, I think about you a lot, and and you had a tremendous impact on me. Um, you know, I think uh, any success and things that that, that I've made, uh, you know, I. I I can definitely draw a, a direct line back to, you know, what you taught me about setting goals and working hard to achieve them and, and just the family atmosphere that you created for us. And so uh, just know that uh, I'm here, I'm thinking about you, and, and still cheering for you. Well, thanks. Drew, I'll hand over to you. Got any anything you want to add? Yeah. Um, I've known Coach a little bit because of, like, how he said for uh, Mike Armstrong for a few practices. And I just remember him how he, I just thought he was a great coach whenever I, when he ever started uh, stubbing for Mike. And then like every high school year, my mom always told me that coach Page would uh, text her and ask us how we're doing and swimming and everything. And that meant a lot to me. Just thanks coach for keeping up with the team and everything. Well, I tell you what, I apologize that uh, you know I, I got to the girls and I did the sectional and I couldn't get to the boys, but 
I'll tell you, with my schedule and everything, with treatments, and I, I just couldn't get down there on, on uh, you know, that, that second time, which was, what, like two, two, two weeks afterwards or whatever. Yeah, it was two And weeks. I apologize. I would have come. I would have loved to have come and watched you guys at sectional. But, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I remember texting your mom and stuff because I always wanted to know what you guys were doing. Yeah, always will. It meant a lot to me. <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Drew, you hang tight out there, man. Um, um, now that I got your phone number, I want to text your mom and, and ask you how you're doing. I can just text you directly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Coach, you got anything you want to add? Just love talking to you guys. It's been, uh, like all of them, it's just been wonderful. Hearing your voices and and uh, taking me back and just been great. Yeah. No, Davin, thanks for coming on, man. Um, my coach said it's been great talking to you. Hey, thanks for having me, and hey, thanks for remembering me. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, Drew, thanks again. Appreciate it. No, thank you. I had a good time. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Take care. Bye.